0: In Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePetro Show.
1: Well, folks, at 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program. On this sunny Tuesday, you know, it's actually, I just heard the forecast, you can tell it's actually a uh, delightful day. It's brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I received the nicest email from Helen, who had dinner there just the other night. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. If you're riding along right now, 146 or anywhere in that area, you could stop into the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. And the World Cup game will be on in the lounge there at 2 o'clock. All right, let's get to... Some of the news of the day. And um, folks, number one, I I think this, uh, the World Cup match that's taking place at two o'clock, I think it's really interesting with the U.S. against Iran. Um, And obviously, hopefully, we, you know, they're they're an enemy of the United States. They're not an ally. They're an enemy. And their journalists are just obnoxious the way they were going after some of our... Some of our athletes and questioning them, and I mean, it's it's ludicrous the way people are treated in in that country. And keep in mind, they're they're not they want to destroy Israel, is what they want to do. So they and they want to destroy us, as a matter of fact. So uh, the United States winning, yeah, that would be uh, that would that would be a huge win, as a matter of fact. So I want to just read out. Some of the um, latest uh, headlines right now: No more dinner and movie. Cheapskate daters want less. <laughs> Anti-Semite of the year. Top three finalists have been announced. All right, the Jerusalem Post. Right now, the top anti-Semite of the year would go to, who are the finalists? Well, Kanye West, who talked about Death death Con 3 on Jews. Uh, Who who do they have also listed? I don't know who that individual is. Mohammed Hadid. Let's see, he compared Zionist Jews to Hitler as another anti-Semite. Oh, so they have been voting. Voting for the finalists is still open. Winner of this will be announced December 11th. All right, so they have some people that are, the Jerusalem Post is in the running for it. Palestinian Jordanian luxury real estate developer, Mohammed Hadid, along with his famous daughters, have outspokenly blamed the Jewish state for the plight of the Palestinians, Call, as such as calling for the erasure of Israel, using the infamous pro-Palestinian rallying cry, from the river to the sea, meaning they're going to drive them out to the sea. Who are the two other two finalists, Muhammad Hadid and John Manado, head of the white supremacist group, the Goyim Defense League, GDL? Him, I'm unfamiliar with. All right, but let's get to some of the sound. Now, as far as locally, there's a lot of controversy. I'm not going to waste a lot of time with it. A lot of controversy right now regarding the Providence schools. But I think, this that, that, as we have talked about, that is something that Governor McKee is going to have to deal with. He doesn't want to deal with it. But that is something that he is going to have to, um, without question, that he's going to have to be dealing with. Because of all the fighting that's going on right now regarding, it's basically they want the, oh, they may be, um, (coughs) they may be, um. It all seems to be with adults that want the the superintendent. No, the um, education commissioner out of the picture. Want the education commissioner out of the picture, and seemingly um, are willing to do anything to try to do it. I the problem that I have with the Providence schools other than the obvious which is there's no learning going on. There's no learning going on. And the right now the test scores couldn't be any worse but you don't have people that are really seemingly moving to <clears throat> try to solve the problem with what's going on. It seems to be a lot of um, adults that are fighting back and forth on exactly what should um, happen with the Providence schools. But as I said, we pay for it, and you're listening right now. You may not even realize it, but you're paying a huge amount of money um, I think they get $300 million from the state that we're paying, and the real plan now seems to be to just open more charter schools to try to, um, to try to go around all the terrible test scores that have come out. All right, let's go to, though, there's another story developing here, and that is the potential for a rail strike. So, I want to hear. This is the GMA package.
2: Rail strike and impose a settlement that some union members rejected. The president is warning that a national rail shutdown would devastate the economy. Chief White House correspondent Cecilia Vega has the details.
3: Good morning, Cecilia.
4: Hey, George, good morning to you. So the deadline for these unions and these rail workers to come to an agreement is now in less than two weeks. And if they don't, President Biden says we are looking at a potentially crippled economy and many industries shutting down. And this morning, he is not alone in this dire warning. Hundreds of business groups have come together to send a letter to Congress urging them to intervene. Also saying that a rail service shutdown Listen to this for any period of time could cost upwards of $2 billion per day. And we're not just talking about passenger travel here. A strike could threaten everything from farming and food to crucial chemicals for clean water, causing major supply chain disruptions. Um, But this is not expected. The good news here to impact holiday gifts. Those were shipped to stores months ago. But the sticking point right now for many of these rail workers is overpaid sick days. The president's involvement. This is a big one calling on Congress to act signals a major shift for him he that could potentially pit him against his union allies. You know this, he is a big union backer, a staunch union backer. He has called himself the most pro-union president ever. He has been hesitant to get involved in congressional intervention in union uh, issues in the past, but right now, George, he says that that he was reluctant to get involved in this one, but the potential that that this could cripple the economy was just too much. He had to get involved here, he says.
2: What's the outlook in Congress?
4: Well, look, Speaker Pelosi says that Congress lawmakers do plan to intervene this week. This is what they could do. Uh, they could push the timeline back to keep these talks going. They could call in an independent arbitrator. Uh, and They could also push a deal through legislation. But the big headline here, George, this deadline is on December 9th, so this clock is ticking. Oh, I'm
1: sure it's to see. You know, I um, th- that to me is just it's it's another it's another thing that the Biden administration doesn't seem to be prepared to handle. Let me put it that way. Um, they they in no way. Uh, seem prepared to handle something, you know, like that. And especially, you know, if they're going to declare war on the oil companies, kind of like what I, you, you want to tell people not to drive and people should be using public transportation. And I mean, I, I think it is ridiculous. Who right now, over the next few months, wants to hop in their on their bike and go riding around? If you saw the bike lanes today, it's going to be empty. Even though I, I have said in the past, I was i um, surprised at how many people when I was recently in New York were, especially I was there in the afternoon, the amount of people, the, the bike lanes were filled seemingly with people that were commuting back to wherever they live by bike. And I would think that that seems, it seemed anyway, pretty enjoyable. But I, around here, I just don't think it's that realistic. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought by Propane Plus, heating and cooling. Do you use propane? You do? Call them today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, call Propane Plus, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Heating and cooling, three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery. Plan to keep serving you for a long time to come. It's Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. 4209 or in Massachusetts 508-252-3359 If you're a builder you may want to consider having propane as the source of energy in that new home that you're building. Check out their website. It's very user friendly It's propaneplus.com or call them Residential Commercial Propane Plus Call them today for all your propane needs. 401- 885 4209. Well, folks, right now at 116, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 at 99.9 FM. It, um, I also want to reiterate I, I think it's, it is concerning how, I mean, not that it's going to change, but the fact that they put out, um, the fact that they put out the photo, here we are, talking about the, you know, sitting down with labor leaders and blah, blah, blah. It, it's, it certainly doesn't help us. It certainly to help us. Now, let's go. In talking about the homeless, there's a man, um, Michael Schellenberger. I'm familiar with his work. He wrote a book, San Francisco. And he was on with Tucker Carlson last night. I this guy is so plugged in. I want to play. This is him on with on Tucker last people night. People that are
3: just they're radical leftists. They have a radical left wing view. But they then go and position themselves with an identity as an advocate for the homeless, or a climate change activist, right? Or you know, a civil rights activist, or something that then they use as a way to get legitimacy among the mainstream society, even while advancing goals that are totally yes. anathema to really un- and really aimed at undermining the pillars of civilization. So we see on the environment or on climate change. Do you have one example? Yes. We know the two fuels that reduce carbon emissions the most are natural gas and nuclear power. Well, those are the two fuels that climate activists are most against trying to stop. You see the (laughs) same. So interesting. You see the same thing on addiction. You know that addiction requires, and I have three friends from high school that became homeless addicts. Two are dead, and you know that people that are suffering from addiction, you need an intervention. It's a classic way to deal with a loved one who is suffering from the psychiatric disorder of addiction. Well. There's a movement that is aimed at not allowing the interventions to occur. That's basically what's occurred in San Francisco is that you have people whose addiction lead them to be homeless and living on the street. And the so-called activists, the so-called advocates for the homeless are actively preventing people from getting the medical intervention they need in order to survive and overcome their addiction. It's, It's absolutely remarkable. Um, everything, everything is irony, is that, or, or the opposite of what uh, yeah. it appears to They're be. actually making the problems that they are claiming to address worse in each of these yes. cases. Yes. And so, you know, Jordan Peterson often asks, you know, if you don't know the, motiv- oh, hold on, the motivation please. of somebody, then look at the consequences of their actions so the consequences of homeless advocates is to increase homelessness. Yes. The consequence of climate activists has actually been to increase the burning of coal and <laughs> wood. That's what's going on. We're going to have the biggest year for coal burning I um, know. ever this year. <laughs> I and in know. Europe now, they're destroying their forests to burn wood. Cutting ancient
0: beach forests. That's right. To, and as a tree lover, it's so distressing just on that level. Yes.
1: Um. To me. Now, you don't hear. That's Michael. Um. Schellenberger, you he this guy is i I think he's really impressive and he's so knowledgeable regarding the homeless problem you you don't hear anyone uh, locally you wouldn't even be allowed to say these things i mean he, he is a hundred percent right, but the fact of the matter is and I have talked about this locally, the homeless problem is is getting worse. But the advocates they, they want to change and expand the definition of who would qualify basically as as a homeless person because their movement just keeps getting you know bigger and bigger. And I know they don't like when we bring it up and mention it, but the woman that's the CEO of crossroads, I mean, She's not making, they, they, these are not volunteers. The more people they get on food stamps and the, the more people that they get dependent on state and government services. Um, um, it, you know, the more that it, it's essentially benefits them. All right, I want to play. This was a really important segment Tucker Carlson did last night on China, on what's going on with China and also with COVID and then also Dr. Fauci. So I'm going to play. This is Tucker Carlson last night. And
0: Lane seemed stunned by what he saw there. Entire Chinese cities had been quarantined, the whole city. Huge numbers of people were forcibly locked inside their own homes, in some cases to starve to death. Secret police cruised the streets, forcing pedestrians into windowless vans, for the crime of being outside. Household pets, dogs and cats, were declared unclean and beaten to death on the sidewalk. It was a hellish dystopian scene. So Lane returned to the US to tell Tony Fauci what he'd seen there. But Tony Fauci was not disgusted. He was not appalled by the human rights abuses that Clifford Wayne had seen in China. According to a new report in the Epic Times, based on depositions that emerged this month, Tony Fauci was envious. This is what we have to do in the U.S., Fauci told Lane. So it's very obvious now that from day one, China was the model that American officials, public health officials, were using to respond to COVID here. And in fact, it still is the model. And in fact, lockdowns are still happening in China. They've never really ended. And our public health officials have never stopped applauding those lockdowns. In April of this year, the Chinese government shut down Shanghai. Shanghai is the largest city in China. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. Shanghai has a population three times that of New York City, 25 million people. And all of those people, all 25 million, are now suffering indefinite lockdown. Shanghai is the largest prison camp in human history. So why is the Chinese government doing this to its biggest city? Well, no honest person believes it has anything to do with public health, because it doesn't, provably. As of Sunday, yesterday, there were no COVID deaths reported in China a nation of nearly a billion and a half people, not one COVID death. So COVID is not a threat to the Chinese government. Political unrest, however, is a threat to the Chinese government. Always has been. And that's the point. In China, as in the United States, COVID policy is not a public health matter. COVID policy is a tool of social control. COVID policy is a way for the people in charge to strip from their population the most basic civil liberties and remain in charge. That's very clear. And that's exactly why our leaders support what's happening in China tonight, because they'd like to see it happen here too. Hundreds of millions of people imprisoned across the country. That according to Harvard epidemiologist, Eric Feigelding is quote, in everyone's interest really well here's what it looks like in china
4: In Menzo city some were forced to quarantine outside in the cold in parking lots this viral video which cnn could not verify shows others forced to stay in male bathrooms sleeping under urinals. And this one, the video says it's a quarantine site for kids in Hunan province. A little boy jumping on bricks to avoid the pool of dirty liquid. This is where they use the bathroom. This woman sobs on the ground, crying that after she was caught with her mask pulled down, the government suspended her business for 30 days, losing a month's income. Metal spikes, which the man filming says were installed on a compound gate to prevent residents from
0: leaving. Mm. So those are ad hoc COVID concentration camps, but there are new purpose-built COVID concentration camps under construction right now all throughout China. The city of Urumqi in the west of China has effectively been its own concentration camp for the last three months. It's been completely locked down. Residents have been unable to leave their homes for any reason, including to get food or medicine. Last week, a huge fire broke out at an apartment complex in that city. The government had sealed most of the doors in the building, including the exits to the outside. It took firemen more than three hours to control the blaze. And by that time, ten people had roasted to death inside, including a three-year-old child. So news of this fire spread throughout the country. In China, as in the United States, social media are censored by the people in charge. They spend a lot of time and a lot of money there and here censoring it. But in the end, it doesn't always work. Outrage has a way of getting through even the tightest filters. So protests began to form across China. And those protests have since grown to become the biggest challenge to communist rule since the Tiananmen Square massacre more than 30 years ago. That's right. Here's what the protests look like. that we know about to occur in China since 1989. But what's interesting is the reaction in this country. So you watch those clips and you wonder, who could be rooting for the secret police in those clips? How could any decent person possibly be on the side of the Chinese government, against the population of the country, the people, against human rights, against human decency? Who could root for the tank against the lone, brave man standing in front of it? And the answer is, unfortunately, some people could be on the side of the tank. Some people could support the oppressors against the oppressed. In this country, many people do. One of them is Tony Fauci. Here he is from yesterday, as people are being killed in China for seeking the most basic human freedoms. Here's Fauci suggesting once again that the Chinese government is the model for our country. And that's why we may need to close down our schools once more, even as COVID has become about as threatening as the annual flu. Watch.
4: Coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut
2: down? I don't know, uh, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure. When when you talk about shutting down schools, there's always the collateral. That's also
1: radioactive.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. There's always the collateral issue. So you have to balance, and you do it in real time, depending upon the viral load of disease in your region.
0: Could we close the schools again? Fascism with a chirpy face. Sure, says Fauci, we can once again deny your children an education. We'll see. We'll see. We'll make that decision at a future time. Over at the Washington Post, our internet reporter, Taylor Lorenz, was not so circumspect. She just came out and said it. Lorenz flatly praised what China is doing to its own people. Unlike the United States, she said, China isn't choosing to, quote, kill off millions of vulnerable people. In other words, deporting your population to concentration camps is compassion. So you have to ask, since China is the biggest country in the world, our main rival, largest economy, what does the Biden administration think of this? We must have a position on it. We have a state department that exists to think of positions on things like this. So what does the Biden administration think of what's happening in China? Well, apparently they agree with it. Today, a White House spokesman, John Kirby, the famous John Kirby, was asked for official reaction to the human rights protests raging today in China. And here's what he said.
3: What is the president's reaction when he hears protesters in China chant freedom or Xi Jinping step down?
0: The is not going to speak for protesters around the world. They're speaking for themselves. So there's no reaction? These protesters are speaking for themselves. What we are doing is making it clear that we support the right of peaceful protest. The protesters are speaking for themselves. Haven't we spent $60 billion to prop up the corrupt government of Ukraine because they're on the side of freedom and democracy, even though it's not a freer democratic country? But that's the pretext. We're for freedom. But here you have people saying, hey, I don't want to be thrown in a concentration camp or starved to death in my own apartment. And the Biden administration can't even take their side? Really? They speak for themselves? They don't speak for the U.S. government? The U.S. government doesn't stand for basic human rights anymore? Really? John
1: Kirby you should be He's exactly right. Tucker Carlson is exactly right. But you know that is the the Biden administration that last November December they were very hesitant to speak out against against Russia. And then we we saw where that led with war in Ukraine. Folks, right now it's 1:30 and you're listening to the John DePetro show. On AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, this portion of the program is brought to you by J Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios. Called J Perry Paving. Now the clock is ticking. If you want to get something done, you need to call them because once it starts to get really cold, it's going to have to wait till spring. Four. 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, licensed and insured contracted company, letter J. Call them today for a free free quote, 401 732 Seventeen thirty, J. Perry Paving Call them today and remember If you're a veteran Or you're related to a veteran No one is better with veterans Than J. Perry Paving Call them 401-732-1730 Right now It's 132 Folks good afternoon You're listening to the John DePietro show It's AM 1380 And 99.9 FM the um, Elon Musk, let me just see this. Elon Musk's job cut decimate Twitter team jackal, uh, tackling child sex abuse. You know, I, I, I don't know. He, um, <laughs> now this is interesting. This is who's going to make the first ceremonial, first purchase of recreational cannabis is a World War II 96 year old veteran. I don't know how this came about. He's a grandfather. Oh, Joe Maria, of Slater Center CEO. Ceremonial first sale of weed will be this Thursday morning at 745. And then the doors open at 8 o'clock. Good luck trying to get anything done in Rhode Island on Thursday or Friday. Media are encouraged to record the ceremonial first sale. How is that a positive for the ocean state? Other than tax money, I don't see it. Let's see. NBC News, the inside story of Trump's explosive dinner with Yee and Nick Fuentes. For anyone that feels it's a non-story, people are still talking about it a week later. I am saying at 133... He is a, He's a former president number one. Number two, he's a current candidate to run again for office. I am anxious to see where that is. I just I fail to see how that dinner helped President Trump. All right, now I want to see some of the news here. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So the union is very upset with former mayors uh, talking about moving to a charter school. You know, what none of these adults will talk about in the Providence school system At no point do they talk about improving test scores. It's all adult complaints made to other adults. Now, I want to see President Trump is attacking Karl Rove. Rhino Karl Rove, a man with a losing record the likes of which few political operatives be able to get away with, including his loss to me in 2016, fight so hard, so stupidly, constantly on Fox News and the once great Wall Street Journal, explaining how things should be done. He doesn't have a clue. People can't stand him. Clone even more unpopular, Paul Ryan, who sadly runs Fox News, now. very bad path. Rove is a denier of deniers. <laughs> well, Karl Rove is speaking out about that dinner. Now, I'm also seeing that Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, a meeting with Biden and Democrat leaders at the White House. You know, I've had so many different people saying that uh, Kevin McCarthy would not be speaker. Well, he sure looks like he's the speaker in waiting. He's meeting with the president. Now, Kevin McCarthy, who very much wanted Alan Fung to be in Congress representing Rhode Island. Which I still feel people will not address this ridiculous mail ballot. So he spoke outside. This is Kevin McCarthy being asked and of course, see this is one of the problems with President Trump, is. Republicans get tired of having to answer questions President about Trump. his actions. About the, the Let's say
2: this. No, I don't, think, I don't think anybody should be spending any time with Nick Flick, he has no place in this Republican Party. I think President Trump came out four times and condemned him and didn't know who he was.
1: Well, he just said he didn't know who he was. He didn't condemn him or
2: his ideology. Well, I condemn his ideology. It has no place in society. What is your Wait, as the, the president didn't know who he was, and and he the president is
4: he
2: You know what? we even. So he knew who Condé West, said he didn't know who Fuentes is. Yes, sir. What about? You
1: know, none of that is um, none of that is positive. Let me hear them talking about Marjorie Taylor. Well, keeping
2: an eye on Twitter under Elon Musk's ownership offensive to me. Government's gonna go after someone that wants to have free speech. What do they have to look at Twitter about? I agree. Do they want to go more after American public about whether they can have an opinion on something? Yep. I think the American public have spoken on this. I think the First Amendment stands up. And I I think they should stop picking on Elon Musk. That's right. You know, Elon Musk has succeeded in many places. I I bet on him more than government going after you. And one thing I would say when we talk about accountability, we'll no longer let government go after people simply because of their political views.
1: You know, there are some people that would like, they feel the government should run Twitter. Kind of like a sort of, they feel it should be like the BBC. How is that fair? Twitter was started by Jack Dorsey, billionaire. Taken over by Elon Musk, billionaire. More popular now than ever. And now people feel government should just take it over. Don Lemon, he now does the morning show on CNN, Appeared on the Stephen Colbert show. Colbert says the word on the street, you guys aren't allowed to be liberal anymore.
0: The word on the street is that you guys aren't allowed to be liberal anymore. Is that, is that the case? I don't think
2: we ever were liberal.
0: What? Yes, I don't think we ever were. That's not me saying that. That's the people out there saying that he's not letting you be liberal anymore. Well, I, listen, I think that I think what Chris is saying is that he wants Republicans sensible Republicans. He wants us to hold people to account, but he wants people to come on and feel comfortable with coming on and talking on on CNN and appearing on, on CNN. So if you invite someone in your house, you want to make them comfortable, but also by the, by the nature of what we do, we have to hold people to account. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going liberal or conservative or whatever.
2: It just means that we are doing what we do. and that's- Oh
1: my God. I mean, even Stephen Colbert, even Stephen Colbert can't believe that foolishness not liberal anymore? I mean, come on. CNN is lost right now. They are certainly uh, very, very lost right now. Let's see, Uh, Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis in the news. Now, the talk is that Apple may no longer carry the Twitter app, which would be a mistake. And Governor DeSantis weighs in on this. Let me, um, can we hear that sound? Okay, here we go
3: that Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from the App Store because Elon Musk is actually opening it up for free speech and is restoring a lot of accounts that were uh, unfairly and illegitimately suspended and so if Apple responds to that uh, by nuking them from, from the App Store you know, I think that that would be a huge, huge mistake and it would be a really raw exercise of monopolistic power that I think would merit a response from the United States Congress. And so don't be a vassal of the CCP on one hand, and then use your corporate power in the United States on the other to suffocate Americans and try to suppress their right to express themselves. When you also hear
1: reports- You know, he is exactly right. I, as someone who does use an iPhone, I don't want them then deciding- that they're no longer allow that that, that this is crazy. There's been nothing that has changed. Uh, I I don't understand this. The, the, the people that are talking about changes on Twitter, I, I I think are people who actually don't use it. They're just trying to. Um. They're just trying to you know, make a point, make a stand, whatever it may be, but not I I, I. You're listening to the John DePetro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com And all you do is if you log on at depetro.com, no eyes, and then on the left-hand side, you'll see click on listen live. And you do that, and then you just press the play button. And we have people that listen to that and are able to listen wherever they are. Some people go you know, south for the wintertime or maybe they go skiing out west or different places and wherever. People listen from all over. Maybe you just listen somewhere or you live somewhere and you're just not able to pick up either the 99.9 FM or the AM 1380. It's always an option to go to the website. Now on the website, by the way, on the right-hand side, you'll see there is the link for my Facebook page. There is the link for the Twitter feed. Blue checkmark, by the way. There is the link for Instagram. And there's also the link for our YouTube channel. So never shortage of ways. Uh, if you Google me, it should come up always to Petro.com. By the way, we also then have exclusive stories that you can't see anywhere else, and it's a happening. Now, if you need to get in touch with me, you'll also see on the website, If you scroll down a little bit, it says they call it the dashboard. So you have Meet John depietro that's me, hello, where you can uh, learn a little bit more about the program. You have Radio Show. Now, this is wildly important. If you ever miss a show, maybe you heard about a segment we did, an interview we did, you click on Radio Show, everything is right there, almost as we say, like in library fashion. Now, we also have the shop there's merchandise you can shop, and then advertise. What does that mean? If you would like to advertise on the show, support the show, advertise on the show, reach like-minded people, just click on that. Boom! Someone will be back to you within 24 hours. And then, if you want to get in touch with me, you can always click on contact. Now I want. We also have, by the way, folks. You can. Um, Listen, we have so many lif- listers in Massachusetts, obviously a lot in Rhode Island, but many in Massachusetts. Some of you in Mass may remember I was on there in Boston for several years, a little while ago. And then also uh, in Connecticut, we have a number of listers. So people ask, maybe you're a new lister. We have a lot of new listers. What makes this show different? That's a good question. Well, number one, it's consistent. Always here, don't take a lot of time off. Some hosts, they seem to be off more than they're on, not one, I am always here, as they call it. The nickname listeners have given me is the chosen one. But on top of that, I think the biggest thing you should know is we like to use a little humor. Humor is always good. And also, I like to go to things. So maybe you're just a new listener and you're trying to, see, it's all a matter of how you get your news and the person presenting you the news. Are they giving it first person or are they just relying on another source? Now, as many of you know, And when I mention other talk hosts, I'm not talking about talk hosts on this particular station. talking about some of the other hosts where basically, you know, you watch a story on Channel 10 and they watch a story on Channel 10. And they're not telling you anything that you didn't see. Where this program is different for many of the listeners and a lot of the newer listeners, people that listen for a while recognize, you know, I attend the Governor's COVID briefing every week. Why? Because it's a chance to interact Find out other things you don't know by being there. When there's a big court case, I am in the courtroom and talking with either the defendant or the prosecutors or the defense attorney. And then also sometimes, you know, other members of the media. Why? Because, you know, it's a completely different world when you're actually inside the courtroom as opposed to you're just getting the same news as everyone outside. And on top of that, as many of you know, I like to go when there's breaking news. I like when to go when there's events. I have obviously covered many of the protests that have happened. And so, folks, and I all do that because, you know, I am, um, I'm obviously a fan of the format, but I like to, I look for people that can tell me something that I don't know. Sorry That's what about that. Is. Let me uh, continue to play. This is the Will Smith piece where, um, right, here we Smith. go.
4: Speaking out.
1: At the end of the day, I just I lost it
4: on the Daily Show with Trevor Noah in his first major sit-down interview since he slapped Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars. Smith now promoting his new movie Emancipation and opening up.
3: I was gone. I
2: was, um, you know, that was a. You know that's just an example. And and obviously, things change really
1: time, and I've a lot of times being there be and interacting I've with the musicians. So it's all part of it. I think you will like the the damsel it. Damsel Thank you distress, for distress, listening. You know. And again, it always depends. You want to learn more the, the, about the, the program, little the little get a hold of, hold of whatever it is. We have a very efficient, functioning website, and then links to all the social media. He has
4: to explain himself to the children in his life. Folks, it's a growing format. talking to his nine-year-old nephew about. The incident.
2: He had stayed up late to see his Uncle Will, you know. And we're sitting in my kitchen, and he's on my lap and he's holding the Oscar. And he's just like, Why did you hit that man, Uncle Will? You know, damn it.
0: <laughs> Why are you trying to Oprah me? <laughs>
4: Smith's interview comes after a series of online statements, apologies, and quiet public appearances, and his resignation from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. The Academy's Board of Governors has also banned Smith from all events for the next 10 years. Smith now hoping his reflection and apologies for his past action will not undermine his future.
2: I had to humble down, you know, and realize that, that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a flawed human
4: yeah uh he talked a lot about
1: well <laughs> it's not going away uh the film's gonna bomb it was already in motion i'm sure, and you know i this this isn't going anywhere this isn't gonna go anywhere. He can talk about that all he wants, but he um he definitely, that that's not going to go anywhere. Folks, right now at 148 on this sunny Tuesday, this portion of the John petro Show, it's watched by It's My Health. Now, right now, if you're out, maybe you're on Menden Road, stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, established in 2006, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. Who understand quality and integrity. Local products like aisai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. And on top of that, Marie has some terrific products that would also be uh, great gifts, natural skincare, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soaps. Pop in right now, diagonally across from Davidport restaurant it's my health ten ninety nine Menden Road in Cumberland, so whether it's hemp and CBD products and keep in mind also over two hundred and fifty bulk herbs, teas, and spices it's my health ten ninety nine Menden Road in Cumberland, or maybe get a gift certificate there's a lot of different uh different you know services that they offer, so what better? Then to achieve the best health and Marie carries all different types of teas that many people have to order online and instead you can support a local retailer pop it and see her. She is just terrific. So knowledgeable and the service is great. It's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is 10 minutes of two on this Tuesday. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they are absolutely uh, waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So, in following some of the other. News of the day, as far as just um, locally, as far as locally, what's happening? There's there's definitely some back and forth that are happening in right now in Providence, in the Providence schools, and the fact that it's 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 union driven. It's union driven that they are asking for various people to resign. And, um, and and it's nothing nothing to do with with test scores um, it's nothing to do with anything that's improving the education of the children. It's all as they call it adult centric it's all diversions, and what what the Education Commissioner with Governor McKee, what they're going to have to do is we're going to find out over the next six months if they're either going to stand up to it or they're going to allow these individuals to uh, continue to just they want to continue to give and just continue the path they're on, which is absolutely. Uh, a path of failure they don't care about the children in any way. It's just all about the um, it's just all about what's best for the adults. but I'm looking at Providence journal and they're current, they're very closely covering the story. Providence Public School District superintendent is answering call for action with no action at all, at least not immediately. The school board gave him a list of demands, including the launch of an independent investigation into a toxic workplace. See, these were all distractions. They're all distractions. None of this benefits the children. None of it benefits the children. So today, community advocates, that socialist, Representative David Morales, the new head of the NAACP, Black Lives Matter, Brother Gary, And a school board member stood outside the school district office to discuss complaints of retaliation, discrimination. Of course, then they go into racism, low morale. Folks, this is all against people who are trying to improve and straighten out the school system. A press release took aim at this woman, Joan Jackson, who's a senior advisor who bore the brunt of the criticism as of late. The release mentions a 2017 lawsuit Brent brought against Jackson for alleged discrimination as during her time CEO of the Chavez School, which operates charter schools in Washington. Suit has been mentioned by her detractors. It was voluntarily dismissed. See, it doesn't matter to them. These are all tactics. These are all people who want to keep the status quo every time someone tries to straighten out and really improve the Providence schools, you have the detractors. And you have, it's really the union and their allies that try to prevent it. They don't want any changes. And so they come up with noise and distraction to take away from it. And anyone that enters their path, good luck, because then they're under fire. Let me also just check this Providence Journal story. The new Providence NAACP president says the AG investigation of his past campaign account is not a concern. Of course it's not. President, double president-elect, Providence, and NWACP president-elect, Gerald Cadela won't deny allegations. He violated campaign finance law. Well, that's good. Tuesday, while at a press conference, he broke his silence on the claims. They're just allegations, but it's not something I'm entertaining right now. As for these concerned, the eventual outcome of the investigation, he said not at all. You know, what's interesting is he's saying these are just allegations. I'm not concerned while they are pressing forward on allegations of racism made against one of these people involved with the Providence schools. So he would not deny the allegations. Instead, he called himself, I'm a straight shooter. I'm not going to sit here and do this with you. I have a tremendous amount of disdain for the article you will put out on me. (laughs) Near the end of the exchange, he said, here's the reality. He said, I'm not going to speak out about it. The allegations arose in July. He was running for city council. and The Board of Elections announced they've uncovered violations during the audit. Slew of findings. He was missing finance reports, bank account statements, falsely reporting no contributions, used personal funds on his campaign. Audit was unable to determine the source of a chunk of deposits, unable to confirm. Some were campaign related. I just like that quote of I'm not going to deal with these allegations now let's talk about these allegations i'm making towards this person that's involved with the providence schools all right folks good afternoon thursday is the big day by the way thursday is the big day i like how these companies are having um big press conferences to announce that that weed is going to be legal in rhode island and i'm i'm serious when i say i wouldn't count on Trying to get a lot done this Thursday and Friday, because it sounds as if the lines are going to start early now it's not going to be as dramatic as um, I don't believe it's 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 going to be as dramatic as when it was legal in Massachusetts because I believe a lot of people have been able to you know travel. To Massachusetts, in order to uh, buy I like the term even it's it 's recreational marijuana or recreational cannabis it 's not really something you want to bring into the office it 's strictly for recreational use again, I want to repeat, is there anyone that thinks that we 're going to be better off on the roads? With uh, the fact that Thursday and Friday, you know, someone was making an interesting uh point, And it was actually Justin Katz when we were speaking with him. And he, um, he was mentioning how now you smell... The smell of cannabis everywhere. You really don't sell, smell cigarette smoke anymore. I don't remember the, when's the last time you were actually inside, and someone lit up a cigarette. Or when was the last time you were outside and you smelled cigarette smoke? But the smell of cannabis is everywhere, and those those edibles are very dangerous, very dangerous, and it's it's going to lead to more accidents more first responder calls. Um it's gonna lead to I think just more more problems. I don't see this as as a positive in any way. And let alone the individuals who want to be taken care of. Um it is, um, as far as government services and so forth, I think it's just going to get worse. Well, folks, at one fifty nine, again, you're listening to the John DiPietro show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, visit the website, diPietro.com. Coming up, you're going to hear the two o'clock news. Now, starting next hour is this World Cup game of the U.S. against Iran with a lot on the line. But, uh, coming up at two o'clock, you're going to hear more in the news. As um, this rail strike is still pending. And then locally, the big news locally is going to be cannabis is going to be sold recreationally in Rhode Island coming up on Thursday. And so Thursday and Friday, good luck. All right. Uh, Facebook later. Radio tomorrow at 11. Enjoy. This